1: Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. I want to get right down to business. Uh, We have a very special guest. He is Secretary of the State of Ohio. He's Frank LaRose. Secretary LaRose, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this afternoon, sir? Well, hey,
2: I'm doing well, Jack. Thanks for the chance to call in. I wish we didn't have to talk about this subject. Ugly rise of hatefulness and even anti-Semitism on campus is something we cannot ignore and have to speak out about.
1: Well, thank you for saying that. I spent some time yesterday highlighting... MIT, Harvard, Penn, their presidents being on Capitol Hill and saying things that I never thought I would hear in my lifetime. There's a difference, though, between those private colleges and Ohio State University. And you're calling for an investigation into Ohio State's indoctrination curriculums, as you call them. What do you want to tell our listeners about that?
2: Well, listen, it breaks my heart that this is happening uh, at the great school that uh, well, so many of us love. I, I went to school at Ohio State, graduated from there. Uh, we all cheer on the Buckeyes uh, on Saturdays, but we can't cheer uh, with what's happening and what's being reported in the classrooms where students are, are being taught uh, really hateful and, and divisive things. This, this kind of victim mentality that uh, each of us falls into either the category of victim or way to go through life and what a terrible way to teach uh the next generation of of hopefully great young ohio citizens uh and so yeah this needs to be investigated because we as taxpayers are supporting this institution and our dollars spent in this way listen they've got an important mission at ohio
1: we're losing you frank we're losing you frank are you still there okay there you are okay i'm here yeah okay so we heard the last part go ahead
2: state's mission is too important uh the mission has it has been from the founding is to prepare young ohioans for careers yep. so that they can earn a living and support their families but also to prepare young ohioans for active citizenship and, and to be engaged in their communities uh, they need to focus on that that important mission not this, this woke radical liberal ideology they're trying to indoctrinate students with
1: it, it, it shocked me. One of the courses that was highlighted by Fox News is in differences in patient slash client populations. It's that course. And it talks about the students unpacking their white privilege, their heterosexual privilege, their able bodied privilege. Um, that shocks me. But let me ask you, and, and this may be a hard one to answer. That to me is over the line. But Where is that line, Frank, between First Amendment right to expression and to hash this out in the classroom versus this really is emboldening people to hate and uh, to to take on the victim role in our in our society?
2: You know, I think. is, Is exploring different ideas and exploring those ideas in a critical way, thinking about how different people view the world, that's fine. But this. Really hateful ideology is being passed off to students as fact it, it, it's being taught to them as though this is an undeniable fact that each of us uh, again sort of falls into one of these two categories we're either a victim or a victimizer, and that because of one 's skin color, for example, uh, they're locked in to a certain situation that is irrevocable and, and, and that is unchangeable again what a uh, what a closed minded way of viewing the world. Of course, we each bring advantages and disadvantages to life. One great advantage that all of us have is that we're living in the most exceptional nation on Earth. We should be talking about American privilege (laughs) and how proud we are to have the privilege of living in this country, but dividing people by race and by class, by teaching them that they're somehow locked in to this destiny based on their skin color is 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 really, again, It's really shameful, and it's not what they should be teaching at the great Ohio State University.
1: So you called for an investigation, and I'm ignorant on this. Who would investigate this? Is this something that Keith Faber would look at because it's essentially a quasi-government agency, or is it something that Dave Yost would look at? Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
2: There's a couple different ways to go about this. It could be something that the Board of Regents undertakes, which oversees higher education in Ohio. It could be something that the state legislature undertakes, as we saw last week with the great – uh, very pointed questions being asked by uh, Congresswoman Stefanik. When you call academic leaders in front of a legislative body, sometimes they accidentally say the quiet part out loud and say what they're actually thinking, as you saw, uh, or refuse to say something simple like, yes, of course, we denounce any calls uh, for genocide against the Jewish people. So it could be a legislative uh, hearing it could be something that, that could be looked at by the state auditor because, again, we're talking about the expenditure of public funds, and that's right in the mission set uh, for the state auditor's office.
1: What do you make of – well, first of all, the president of Penn stepped down because of the pressure, but it appears that MIT is backing their president and Dr. Gay at Harvard is, is being backed. What do you make of that, Frank?
2: It's something that uh, actually just earlier on social media, I called it woke privilege. It's this idea that if you're part of their club, if you're part of their worldview, uh, that uh, really nothing you can do is wrong. I mean, imagine if someone who was a conservative, well, first of all, no one who's a conservative ever be even allowed to rise to the rank of president of a university like MIT or Harvard. That's also a problem. And look at what they're trying to do. Uh, to uh, Bill Johnson, a conservative congressman from Eastern Ohio who is eminently qualified and and was just announced he's taking over as president of YSU. And there there are people that are up in arms. How dare a conservative become a university president? Well, these East Coast universities would never consider a conservative. But let's just imagine for a second that a conservative said these things. Uh, They would have been out the door within 24 hours. But because of woke privilege, because these are leftists who have a liberal worldview – uh, their fellow liberals circle the wagons and, 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 uh, and protect them.
1: So uh, you are running for U.S. Senate, and I know that campaign is going well, depending on which poll you look at. Because you're vying for a seat in the upper chamber, I want to ask you a question or two here since we have time. Should the United States be funding Ukraine right now?
2: Not until we can make 100 percent sure that we have secured the southern U.S. border. Listen, when I take the oath to serve in the United States Senate, my first priority needs to be the protection of this country. And we have a sovereignty crisis. We have a public safety crisis because of the invasion that Joe Biden is allowing to happen on our Southern border. Uh, Jack, as you know, I served on the U S Mexican border. I volunteered for, a counter-narcotics task force when I was a soldier with the 101st Airborne Division. So we have to get our priorities straight and securing the border needs to be the first priority. Now, once we can say that, yeah, we've done that and we're, we're, we're protecting our country, there are things that we can do to set the circumstances so that this ends quickly in Ukraine. And it doesn't end by waving the white flag. Listen, you can end any war today by surrendering and surrendering to vladimir putin is also not the right option we need to be making the sanctions work the way that they're supposed to one near and dear to me as an army green beret and as you know uh you know I'm, I'm hopefully will be the first green beret to ever serve in the u.s senate army green berets are built for training foreign militaries it's what we specialize in we could have our men and women who uh, were already paying their salary thankfully uh, from the safety of a place like poland training these Ukrainian warfighters, sending them back into battle so that they can create the circumstances for this to end quickly. And that's exactly what President Trump has said he's going to do. He said he'll end it on day one by exhibiting American strength, not weakness.
1: So, Frank, we have about a minute here. Uh, Let me get your quick answer on this. Is there enough evidence to impeach Joe Biden? Obviously, that would start in the House, successful there. It would come to trial in the Senate. What are your thoughts?
2: I think there's absolutely enough evidence to begin the impeachment process, and and again, what that is is essentially a fact finding, uh, an evidence finding process conducted in the House, where they essentially gather the information necessary to uh, potentially conduct a trial in the Senate. And there's absolutely enough, uh, you know, smoke that there certainly might be. I think it is some fire, if you will. And um, they should start gathering that evidence uh, and do that in the formal process uh, of an impeachment hearing. And and it seems like the House is definitely moving in that direction.
1: Secretary of State Frank LaRose is a Republican, and he is also a nominee for uh, the, the Republican Party in the 2024 race for the U.S. Senate. He's a friend of the show. Secretary LaRose, thank you for spending time with us this afternoon.
2: Hey, thank you, Jack. Stay in
1: touch. Absolutely. Travel safely. Hey, uh, thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, hard to believe. Uh, it's almost time to round third and head home. The final segment of the Bruce Hooley Show is up next, uh, so stay tuned. third and heading home. Welcome back to the final segment of the Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce. I'm managing editor of the Ohio Press Network. You can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's T-H-E, not the letter V, but T-H-E as in the. I guess some people say the. Theohiopressnetwork.com. When you subscribe, you support our writers. You support our mission, and our mission is to deliver to you Truthful news from a trusted source on people, politics and policies, not only around the state, but with our syndication partnerships with places like Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Investigations. You get stories like the one we covered today, groundbreaking, receipt-ridden story on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Sarah Biden, Jimmy Biden that paints a picture that you're not going to see anywhere else in mainstream outlets. And uh, we have a great partner in Just the News and John Solomon, who really has done one of the best jobs in uncovering some information on the Biden syndicate and their international dealings, along with Real Clear. And then, of course, stateside, you're going to get reporting that you're not going to get anywhere else. You hear it here, you can read it there. By the way, if you are interested, some people have said, Well, where can I follow you? Great question. If you are on Facebook, you have two choices. You go to the facebook.com. URL forward slash Jack dot nine six one. That's me. Now, if you're on the app, it's just the black and white picture of the guy there standing with his arms crossed. I look kind of grumpy. My wife might say that I am grumpy sometimes. Uh, you can also find me at Jack Windsor reporting on Facebook. And uh, that is all news stuff. The other. The first, Jack Windsor 961, that's a personal page, but I also do new stuff there too. But you get a lot more commentary from me there, which some people like and some people hate, but it is what it is. And then if you go to Twitter, it's at Jack Windsor, that's J-A-C-K-W-I-N-D-S-O-R, just like in Canada, just like the royal family. So uh, give me a follow and certainly don't be afraid to drop me a direct message or a news tip or a story idea. Hey, tomorrow I'll be joined by Lisa Chaffee. She is a uh, an activist for parents and sound learning principles in our schools, and she's very involved in the Hilliard School District, which we've covered extensively at the Ohio Press Network over the past couple of years because of the seepage of indoctrination into that school district. And we've caught him red handed a couple of times. Well, she's going to be featured Sunday in a special aired by Newsmax, Sunday at 9 p.m., so set your alarm, Transform America special. And she'll be here to talk with us about that, what's going on in Hilliard, uh, what that special might be about, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk some other good stuff. Thursday, State Representative Beth Lear will visit, and she's, she's kind of become a regular. She's been here about every week now, which is important because she's giving us The unbridled look at what's going on at the state house, particularly the Ohio House, and then, of course, uh, the Ohio Senate will likely have somebody on later in the week because there's a lot going on in the General Assembly this week. One of the things I know I want an update on is the marijuana bill, which uh, some people are complaining about. But if you forget, the marijuana bill is one that – You initiate it as a citizen, and it's really the responsibility of the General Assembly to make sure that it is um, ready to go and that it's in the right order. And that's really what's been going on. But, of course, people in the press who want you to hate Republicans aren't going to tell you that. I'll tell you that the Senate has actually uh, lowered the timeline before which marijuana can be um, used or sold legally, and uh, they've also allowed you to – have a uh, six plants in your home, but we'll see what that final version is and whether it gets over the finish line. And then where Jerry Sereno's bill is that would enhance our higher education in the state of Ohio, which we obviously certainly need. Uh, I want to read to you though, something, this is an important update because we talked about this uh, probably a few weeks back. Do you remember that two people went to the OSU Hillel Wexner Jewish Student Center and vandalized it. Well, they've been charged. Two people have been charged. The defendants, according to a statement from city attorney Zach Klein, they were charged with misdemeanor, ethnic intimidation, theft, criminal trespass, and criminal mischief. On November 7th, two people entered the center, vandalized Israeli flags, and shouted anti-Israel threats. This is what Klein said. Hate has no home in Columbus. I drew a line in the sand on the kinds of hate and bias-fueled attacks directed toward Jewish and Muslim populations that have been on the rise nationwide. That's why we're taking action to hold criminally accountable those who vandalized Ohio State's Hillel Jewish Student Center. We will continue to stand with our Jewish friends and neighbors and all those who have increasingly become targets for violence and hate-fueled rhetoric, and we will not hesitate to aggressively prosecute these types of cases when they come across my desk, end quote. So, Zach Klein, I have two problems. First of all, this is not a Muslim hate, hate crime. Why are you mentioning that? I mean, can you, can you imagine? Actually, not imagine. Do you remember what happened? Do you, not, do you, do you, do you remember when anybody that talked about government overregulation compared that to Nazi Germany was, was cited as dehumanizing Jewish people? And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that is. Well, when you take a hate crime against Jewish people and you add Muslims to it, are, are, you, are you dehumanizing Jews again? Fair question. Honest question, Zach Klein. And then Zach, Zach, Zach Klein talks tough. We are going to uh, draw a line in the sand on these kinds of hate and bias-fueled attacks. And um, we're going to aggressively prosecute these types of cases when they come across my desk. So, I think aggressively prosecuting and taking seriously the crime is releasing the names of the people who committed the crime. Now, unless these people are minors, and maybe this is maybe I'll give you the benefit of the of the doubt, Zach. But the two suspects have not been identified. But the penalties could land them in jail for up to 180 days with a maximum potential fine of $2,000. But Zach Klein, why have you not released the names of the alleged perpetrators? Because I'm certain if this was an officer-involved infraction, you would be grandstanding on Twitter right now shouting for the names of those officers to be released. So are you about equal justice under the law or are you about party politics and pretending to be an unbiased adjudicator? Another honest question. Good news is the suspects have been apprehended. Now, we'll keep our eye on this, but isn't it interesting that Zach Klein doesn't have the spine? To simply say this is Jewish hate and we won't stand for it. He has to wrap in the Muslim side of it. And then he has to later on talk about aggressively prosecuting these types of cases when they come across my desk. And hate-filled rhetoric. Hey, you know, I've read Casey Weinstein's uh, Twitter feed quite a bit. You want to talk about hate-filled rhetoric? I mean, if you're a Republican or, God forbid, a MAGA Republican, you're demonic according to how he writes. Uh, Hey, thanks for putting up with me this afternoon. I love being here with you. Make sure to tune in tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Tell a friend. Be here. Talk to you then.